Okay. Hi, guys. Um, so today we're going to be talking about romanticism in L.A. I'm Tatum, and I'm going to be talking about dreams. I'm Cassie, and I'm going to be talking about nature. And I'm Carly, and I'm going to be talking about individualism. So basically today, while we're making this podcast, um, is to answer the question, what is romanticism and how do we see this in L.A.? And the three things, as we said before, the romantic beliefs that we'll be going over are dreams, nature, and individualism. So the things that makes L.A. L.A. are culture, people, and the fact that we have mountains and beaches in L.A., parks and gardens, and an accepting and welcoming environment. And then the texts that we'll be discussing um, as our evidence are the three advertisements from the Discover Lost La La Land, the Friday Night Podcast, The Big Splash, Finding Yourself in L.A., the book Wheezy Bat, and The Understanding David Hockney. Okay, so first we're going to be hearing about individualism. So our first question is, what is individualism? Right, so basically individualism is the idea of being unique and original. Um, Individualism is basically the fact that being an outsider does has special worth within the community. Um, I thought about it and I would just say my definition are people who are considered outside of the box. Um, And I mean, just an example of that is just once you go out and live in LA, you really find out who you are as a person. Um, since you have that opportunity to be yourself. Like, I know so many people from, like, out of state come here to move to L.A. to pursue their dreams and all of that. So I think L.A. is the perfect city that you go and find out who you truly are as a person. And honestly, I think that L.A. is just that open-minded city where you're just free to be who you want without, with, without the fear of being judged and all of that stuff. So basically, that is my all-around idea of individualism. That's very cool. So how can this implement this idea of individualism on a daily basis? Yeah, for sure. So I I would just say just being true to who you are and just continuing to be yourself in LA because it is, I'm not going to lie, it is pretty easy to lose yourself, um, to lose yourself here since it is such a big city with a big personality. But I mean, if you're just being yourself and stay original, I truly think you can thrive in a community like Los Angeles because of all of the different people here, different interests here. Um, I just think Los Angeles on its own demonstrates individualism. But I mean, like if you are here, like it's super easy to, to pursue that. So that's how you can implement that on a daily basis. That's very cool. So what about the city of L.A. makes it so where individualism can be seen everywhere you go? So basically in L.A., I mean, it is Los Angeles. There's so many things you can do. I mean, people come to L.A., as I said before, from other states, from other cities, just because of the industries, because of the businesses here. I mean, L.A. is a unique city. Um Again, people come out here to create an identity for themselves, which also ties into individualism. Um, And then the different types of people here. I mean, I feel like it's easy to find your group of people because there are so many different types of people who like different types of things. So, yeah. Um, And also, um, I 
think that the people um, who do exercise this idea of individualism are the ones that are most successful um, because, I mean, you see it here every day. The people who are considered outliers, I guess you would say, I mean, there are pretty successful ones. So I think just the idea of individualism um, really like shines through when you're in L.A. So why do so many celebrities want to come to L.A.? Um, I think just to create a name for themselves. Um, you know, L.A. is obviously known for creating stars which attracts so many people who want to pursue their dreams, dreams being another romanticist idea, which we'll go into later. But um, yeah, I mean, you can be yourself because Ella has that accepting culture um, that is, that makes individualism so easy um, for celebrities to come to LA. Gotcha, that's that's cool. Um, So what was the first example you want to talk about that relates to individualism? Yeah, for sure. So when we did that tic-tac-toe assignment, um, the first thing that Ms. Bononi had us do was that Friday night or listen to that Friday night podcast. Um, And I think that was the first spark of individualism that I saw um, because it really just showed it in a simplistic way. I mean, just like the guy who was interviewing the people. I mean, he was just walking around L.A., um, asking people what they're doing and then showing all the different things that you can do here. Um, but also in LA, there's, um, a bunch of different cities, like, um, just all around. And I think that there's different cultures throughout the city. So I think that this podcast really showed the individualism between the cities in Los Angeles, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I mean, some people were getting ready for prom while some people were getting a bite to eat. I think, I honestly don't know, but I think that someone was getting ready to go fishing I don't know, but I think I kind of remember that. But I mean, just all around that whole podcast really showed what individualism is and how it is portrayed through Los Angeles. Were there any specific interviews that stuck out to you from the podcast? Um, I mean, honestly, just the whole podcast in general stuck out to me. I mean, because it does perfectly describe how L.A. really is. I mean, there's just so many th- different things to do, so many different people here. Um, yeah, this podcast, like, really demonstrated individualism, not only towards the people, but towards the city, as I said before. I mean, Los Angeles is an individualism place on its own, because it's not like, like a random city in Montana, you know what I mean? It's just on a different level. So, I mean, like, being individualism in Los Angeles. So let's say, like you live here, you live in Redonda Beach, you might want to go watch a sunset. Or if you live near Hollywood, you might want to go to the Griffith Observatory and watch the stars. I mean, throughout Los Angeles, I mean, throughout all Southern California, I mean, there is just all that you can do, all that you can be. Um, and just really, if you live here, it just makes you an individualism, individualistic person on its own just by living here. I um, agree yeah. with that. So can you talk about the second example you have for us? Yes, of course. So um, (laughs) my second um, example is the three ads on the Everyone is Welcome, those three YouTube videos. Um, I think it demonstrates individualism perfectly. I mean, I feel like LA is one of the few places where everyone is truly welcome, um, no matter the skin color, identities, or what it may be, for the most part. I mean, LA, LA is 
really unique on its own that you can find just about anyone here. Um, so I guess you can say my text evidence from that would be the word welcome because I did see the word welcome in all three of these ads, um, which really showed through the video and which I think perfectly describes the LA culture here. Um, again, LA is very accepting. Um, and also since Los Angeles is such a big county, you can really find people like you pretty easily with similar interests um, while being an individualistic person because yeah just being like your own person throughout Los Angeles I think can really like make you successful here well so how did these three ads prove that LA is an accepting place to be um again welcoming I think just that word is perfect for LA and after watching the videos, you can see that LA is just, a, for the most part, again, very accepting towards people who may portray this idea of being individualistic. But then again, it is only showing the perfect parts that LA offers, which does lean more to idealism, which is seeing the most perfect and desirable in people, places, and things. But I mean, if you're looking at the bigger picture here, I just really think that, um, it shows that LA is really open to anything and anyone um, because of those businesses, because of all the industries here, you can come here to be an artist, musician, actor, anything. Um, on top of that, just being your own person, your ethnicity is all welcome here. You know what I mean? Like LA is just a really diverse place. And um, yes. Yeah, so um, what I'm trying to read this. Hang on. Um, so I, to wrap it all up, I mean, basically being an indi individualistic person is really just being true to who you are and thriving off of that. Um, an example of why LA is a thriving city is from the people who are showing off this romanticist idea of individualism because everyone is unique here. Um, and then yeah just LA is one of those places that you can be your own person and still thrive so yeah that's pretty much wrapping up what individualism is um but now we're going to be discussing nature so moving into that Cassie will be explaining nature so Cassie what's nature's role so nature Angeles? actually has like a huge role in LA it's beauty it's healing and it's an escape from civil civilization um, nature in LA, it brings people together and it's especially important here since it's such a big city and it's so busy all the time. Nature just provides an escape from like all the craziness. Gotcha. That's very cool. So what does the role of nature look like in LA rather than in other places in California? So in LA, nature looks like very different compared to other places in California because I feel like LA is like the biggest like city or when you think of California you think of like Los Angeles you think of like the beaches like all that kind of stuff and we have this balance in LA with the city but also in LA there's beaches mountains parks just all this different stuff that just makes it look different compared to other places in California um, I would definitely say you know we consider this whole city to be nature including downtown LA because um, most people wouldn't see that as nature, 
but I think to us, um, people like living in Los Angeles, we consider this whole place to be full of nature. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. I mean, just throughout LA, there are just so many of those places like that so I mean how does this nature affect the culture so the nature in LA how it affects it is that Los Angeles has so many places to offer in the way of nature we have beaches mountains and so many parks and the cool thing about LA is how places like these bring us together as a community families and friends hang out places like the beach or local parks and spend time together and not to mention how these places also make up some of, of our identities for example We have people who like to surf at the beaches, people who like to hike or biking in the mountains, and people who enjoy peaceful time alone or with family at the parks in LA. These locations all bring us together and they provide the community with some sort of an escape from the busy city life. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So do you think some people would consider downtown Los Angeles, um, especially the city, to be a part of LA's nature? I would definitely say that, like, yes, people would consider downtown LA to be part of nature. And that sounds kind of weird. And before we started this whole, like, project, I personally did not think of downtown LA as, like, nature. And to me, it was, like, you know, the city, the freeways, like, all the neighborhoods. I really did not consider that a part of LA's nature. But after diving deeper into it, I can definitely say that People would consider L.A., especially downtown L.A., to be a part of nature. It's L.A.'s nature. It's different than what you would see as, like, Arizona's nature. To us, L.A. is, like, just a part of us, you know? And there's so much beauty in downtown L.A. that some people would even consider that to be their sanctuary and where they find their peace. For me, I would say, like, parks bring me peace, the beach brings me peace but for some people LA the whole city for them is their peace it's what they like to do to escape from their world yeah I like I completely agree with you like before this like before this podcast before this project before learning about this whole idea I didn't really think about nature in that way like of all LA can be seen as nature so I think that's pretty cool so let's dive right into your first um, piece of evidence so how is nature shown in the article how to find yourself in LA so in this article the writer kind of goes around and visits very many places in LA a lot of them having to do with just different parts of LA so um, one place that he visited in the beginning was this peace garden um and it was, it had something to do with 9-11. I'm not really exactly sure um, what it was, but it did have something to do with 9-11. Um, but the writer brought up the question, do Los Angelinas need spaces like these gardens to retreat to, or is the whole city its own sanctuary? Meaning that this garden was like placed there for people to go and like have peace and think and just have room for their brain to breathe. Um, and the garden was considered a sanctuary, uh, but his question was, isn't the whole city a sanctuary? Um, there's so many places in LA from gardens to bookstores and places like the Grand Central Market where we can see all different types of people enjoying these places as their sanctuary because everyone has different interests. And like for me, 
I would say that the Grand Central Market would be like my sanctuary because I love food. And to me, you know, before doing this whole project, that would not be considered nature. But for looking at it from especially from the writer's view, he's talking about all these different places that, you know, you wouldn't normally consider to be a part of LA's nature. But he brings it into context, like when you're thinking about it, all these places are considered a sanctuary in L.A. I agree. Yeah, I definitely now want to go to that Peace Garden. It sounds really cool. Um, so when thinking, when you think of nature in L.A., do you think of places like the Grand Central Market or a bookstore? Or do we automatically just think of beaches and palm, palm trees? That's a good question. And honestly, again, like I've said like two times, I wouldn't have thought of, you know, Grand Central Market or a bookstore as a place like in LA that would be considered nature. And as someone who lives in Los Angeles, before exploring this whole idea of romanticism, I would have just thought, oh, the beaches and palm trees, that that's nature in LA. But, you know, you have to look at the big picture here that LA is full of so much more than just the beaches and the mountains. We have so much more to offer in the way of nature that you wouldn't normally think of as nature. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, just as you talked about that, I mean, I just really understand nature now and how it is used or seen through LA through this romanticist idea. So on to the next um, piece of evidence. How does the image, the big splash, reflect nature? So the image, the big splash, um, I'm just going to describe it for a second, is pretty much a pool in what looks to be in the home, like the backyard of a home in LA with someone jumping into it. We don't see a person in the image, but we see like a splash. Um, This image was actually Mm -hmm. like really cool for me personally to look at because we kind of got to like create our own like definition of what's happening in this picture. What does it mean to us without any context behind the photo? Um, So how I saw nature in this picture was in the window of the house um, that we can see in the picture, there's what looks to be like a reflection of LA. And it kind of showed like the perfect day in LA, what you would, you know, warm weather, sunny, a nice day to go like to the beach or swimming in a pool. Um, And so it kind of just showed, like, a part of L.A., like, we have nice weather, so we can have pools in our backyard. And um, another part of it was it kind of represents how almost L.A. will, I'm talking about, like, the reflection of L.A. in the window. It's almost, like, representing that L.A. is part of our backyard. And everything is so accessible and easy to get to for the most part. So that's kind of how I um, saw the image. That's a really cool way of looking at it. I don't know if I ever would have thought about it that way, but I really like the way that you worded it. Um, So going off of this idea of nature in L.A., do you think that L.A. reflects this idea of nature? Um, That's, to me, that's like, it could go both ways. I personally said, no, I don't think in this, like, photo, like, L.A. reflects this idea of nature because not everyone can say that they think of LA as their backyard. Some people don't like how busy LA is and the idea that the city is not as accessible as some pe- people may think. To me, I think, yes, the city's very accessible, but some people, 
you know, for example, the freeways are literally in the backyards of many Los Angeles residents. And most people wouldn't see this as the ideal place to be because of the loud and almost always backed up traffic. So I think in a way that this image like reflects the idea of nature in LA, like, hey, LA is pretty much our backyard. Like you can take a 45 minute drive from Redondo to get into LA. And to some people they'd be like, oh, that's so awesome. Like so accessible. But like, I I think as people, as a resident of Redondo, especially if you're driving to like work in LA, that is something a bit different where people wouldn't see that as very ideal because of the traffic and just like how many people there are like on the freeway at certain times. So that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, for sure. So um, the next um, idea we're going to be going into is dreams and Tatum will actually be describing that. So, Cassie, would you like to yeah, ask so, the prompting question? Yeah, so the question I have for you are how dreams, how are dreams affected in L.A.? You know, that's that's a great question. Um, so L.A. is known as a place to follow your dreams. It's kind of been this depicted as a promised land of dreams. So, for example, um, Hockney, the famous painter, was originally from London, but when he came to L.A., he kind of tried to alter his painting style and... While doing so, he found it really successful. So LA kind of makes your sense of reality differ. It makes something about the energy in LA. It makes people more comfortable to express themselves freely because as we've already said in the podcast, um, LA is a very free like mindset place. People are more accepting of different ideas and different perspectives. So anyone can find work for th- that works for them in LA, as we saw in the podcast by KCRW. Um, a single mother who works as a weed dispensary, um, she provides for her family. And in most places in America, this type of work wouldn't be praised exactly. And, but here in LA, you can kind of just say it and you don't really have to be that fearful of judgment from people. And because of this mindset, it makes it a lot easier to hurdle your goals and to follow your dreams without the fear of resentment. Yeah, I like how you said, like, there's the energy in L.A. I feel like that is just the main idea of L.A., like, just the energy. It's just completely different. So going off of that, I mean, why do you think so many people accomplish their dreams in Los Angeles? I really think that people are able to accomplish their dreams in LA is because of the diversity and opportunities. So if you were to walk um, through downtown LA, on one street, you can find flower stands, clothes outlet stores, even weed dispensaries. And because of this, you have such a wide opportunity of places. So you can do anything you really want with your life and not have that fear that you won't be able to accomplish your goals. You can always fall back on something else. So you are able to put your whole heart into what you want to do without like having the fear of be- becoming homeless or because you always could have something to fall back on. Yeah. One second, guys. Okay. Sorry about that. So how has the concept of dreams affected the culture in LA? So um, this kind of comes from the idea that people generally come to LA to follow their dreams in their hearts. 
So while people become, while people continue to come here, it brings new minds, new mindsets, new cultures, and energy. LA, as I've already said, is a very diverse place, one where people are spending their Friday nights doing all different types of things, as in like going out, doing work, following their dreams, dancing, or just eating a cheeseburger. This concept um, that so many different things are happening all at once, just miles away, or even a couple feet away, um, is what some people find so memorizing about LA and what draws people to come here. Um, so I feel like as a society, LA has always just been a place for dreams. So in pop culture, it's also depicted that way. Therefore, the kids growing up here really just feel the energy that you can be accepted um, to do anything and follow your dreams. An example of this is in the podcast, he talked to kids who are protesting about climate change. And I think that the kids were able to do this because they're following their dreams to see a world without like pollution and stuff like that. And that has to do with the culture in LA, I feel like, because we're such an accepting place where people have such different mindsets. You're able to express yourselves more freely and without fear of resentment. Yeah, for sure. And I like the idea that you brought up that like kids nowadays can look up to like people around LA that have been have had that success. So I want to ask you, when most people come to LA, are they just coming to follow their dreams so or just a make question. a living? So in my opinion, most people that move to LA are just following a career. Um, they, they are either like following a career path or they have a dream that they have. Um, so an example of this is we saw David Hockney. He moved here to change up his artistic ability. So he was following a dream while also trying to make a living. He came here to kind of get a new perspective of the world around him and to try to alter his artistic ability to make it more appealing to different people. How uh, do people who are following their dreams affect the people around them? Um, so when following your dreams in LA, you sometimes have to step on people's toes a bit in order to succeed. And this is seen in the book Weetzy Bat. So in Weetzy Bat, Weetzy has three dreams that are granted for her by a genie. And it, these dreams do include her friends. So in so she at first she tries to make everyone happy and make sure everyone can accomplish their goals. But at the end, when all of her goals are accomplished, she kind of her perspective changes a bit and she does have to um, change what she wants to do, what she does in order to accomplish those goals. So in order to get pregnant, she had to cross a line of friendship in order to to get pregnant. And that kind of brings the idea that dreams aren't always black and white. You can have a dream, but that can be altered. And in order to do that, um, your dream might be stepped on a bit. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't read the Wheatsy Bat, but I liked how you incorporated that into dreams, which is pretty cool. So I just wanted to ask you, why do you think people are able to find themselves um, so in LA? I think people are able to find themselves in LA because of the unique atmosphere that is accepting of all lifestyles with minimal judgment. So people are able to express themselves more freely. Again, as we look at Weetsy Bat, 
um, Weetzy and Dirk have very unique personalities. They go to drive-in movies, they dress a certain way, and they're able to express themselves the way they want to. And I think this, the personality of LA speaks to that because of their line of work, what they were able to do on their Friday nights. I think it really shaped them as people. And yeah. Awesome. Well, does the amount of people living in LA like affect the way people think? Um, I really do think that the amount of people living in LA affects the way people think. So in the KCRW podcast, the host talks to so many different people who live such different lives but are all connected to LA. For example, he talks to teens who are preparing for prom, kids who are protesting the injustices they feel are wrong, and single parents. All of these people are doing the best they can, and they are adapting to their new environments and challenges surrounding them. And I think that each of these people are trying to better themselves to be the best that they can be. And I don't think that if they were living in a small town or someone with or a town with not nearly as many people as L.A., they wouldn't be pushing themselves as hard to be the best they could be because of how many people do live in L.A. um, You kind of have more you have to be a little more um, cut teeth, cut teeth. Yeah. And you kind of have to, like, be on your toes a bit more. So whether as people living in L.A. compared to, like, a random town in Arizona, people in L.A. do have to be more aggressive and think of themselves a bit more. And, yeah. Yes, I agree with you because, like, there's just so many, like, surrounding cities in Los Angeles. Like, you really don't know how big it is. Like, it's pretty big. So there is that sense that you have to keep pushing yourself. So why does LA have such a diverse so culture LA and has atmosphere? Such a diverse culture and atmosphere because of the different landscapes and groups of people we have. So I feel like, as Carly just said, um, there's so many different towns and different just people living in each town. So I feel like each town or even just groups of people bring something new to the table and that also has to do with the fact that LA is seen as like a promised land to follow your dreams so a bunch of people come here to accomplish their dreams and in doing that they're bringing on new mindsets and new cultures so that has to do with why LA's atmosphere and culture is just such a diverse place. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um, so, and then also in our introduction, we we were going to talk about La La Land, but I honestly think that La La Land ties into all three of these things. I mean, there's nature, there's all the different places they go, the freeway, the Griffith Observatory, I mean, really everywhere. Um, individualism, they both had to be their own person to go for their dreams, dreams being the next one. Um, so, yeah, I think all three of them really tie into the movie. Which is pretty cool. So, yeah. So, basically, um, that is the end of our podcast. So, I mean, throughout the podcast, our main goal was to really display, to show you guys what romanticism is, being individualism, dreams, and nature, mm-hmm. and how we yeah, see so it across Yeah, so to LA. bring all of our ideas together and wrap it up, individualism is the idea of being unique and original and thriving from that. And nature can be described as an escape from civilization and kind of like a stress release. 
And dreams are when feelings, emotions, and imagination take priority over logic and facts. And you kind of just get blindsided with all, like, your path to follow your dream. So a summary of, like, of the things that LA offers that support romanticism are, you know, the possibility to be able to follow your dreams and the constant connection with nature. Also, the ability to be yourself are just all examples of how, like, Los Angeles supports the idea of romanticism yes and for sure and for the summary of what we all learned so basically we learned that LA has a lot of things to offer that cannot that cannot all be placed into one category I mean all of these ideas that we learned about from romanticism are a part of what LA is and what it stands for um so yeah we hope you learned something about romanticism <laughs> yes thank you all um, thank you guys <laughs> yes thank you okay are we good